0: what's up what's up what's up welcome to the mid catch-up podcast how you doing today i'm your host lofty aka antoine Bun, aka short and long at the same time aka tay Diggs, step brother-in-law and i got my man rajim over here aka boulder shoulders aka one punch two punch three punch more punch aka mr lover man coma what's going on with you today how's everything going what's
1: up what's up man aka mr make it happen let's go you know what I'm saying? We do this all day, every day. It's all about life, man. Music and love. Let's get it. So, man, hey, it's been a long week, bro. For real. Like this week. Long. Hey, this is the third, third episode, man. Yeah. We episode. made it to three. We ain't been hey, fired what? yet. You know what I'm saying? Hey, three is a charm. You know what I'm saying? We ain't been fired yet. So hey, <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we gonna hey, we're gonna make it happen. So, yeah, man. Like I said, it's been a long week, man. Just trying to um you know make
0: it through life you know you know what i'm saying live live a little laugh a little yeah i got you i know uh i know you got a lot on the plate still trying to plan for the wedding and everything like that so i know it's been a busy one for you new job all that good stuff like you talked about last week i know uh for myself busy week as well you know uh did have a little fun had the uh they had down here in tampa you know they had the little air show so i got to see some you know, what I'm saying military in action, doing big things, you know, so has okay. cool airplanes out there. Got to walk around. Talk nice to, talk nice to the best of the best in the military. So that was uh, that was okay. good stuff. Um, so we had a good, fun time out there. Did learn. Um, being sunburned, uh can happen to all people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the thing. Yeah. 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 The Sun was out there doing work on my forehead. So right yeah. now, you know, what I'm saying I'm got I'm uh I'm up. I'm trying to get that aloe game tight. You know what I mean? Cause it's out get here, doing, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, got the white wife's looking a little uh little tough with a little redness. <laughs> I'm out here, you know what I'm saying? Darker than nighttime, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey, we we trying to make it happen though. We gonna we gonna keep fighting fighting the good Bro, fight. Welcome, you know what I mean?
1: Welcome to Florida. That's yeah, yeah, they they don't, they don't <laughs> tell you about that part. They don't tell you about Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You say welcome welcome the floor?
0: You know what I'm saying? What is that? I got you. I got you, man. So uh aloe vera. <laughs> yeah, I should have got some stock in that aloe vera, boy. I ain't yeah, yeah, know, no doubt. you know what I mean. I'm I'm I saw uh, uh, yeah, I saw one of those uh we was when we was looking for houses down here, man. Somebody had one of them uh aloe vera plants in the front of their house, and that thing looked like it could eat you. It was huge. Oh, yeah, so I was like, "This is kind oh, of yeah, dangerous yeah, yeah. out there." You know
1: what I'm saying? Having one of those is is is, is part of part of living in Florida. You, know, yeah. you gotta get your, uh, you know, you gotta get make sure get your uh, your aloe vera rub on after you leave the <laughs> beach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't know about that word, but uh we getting this squared away now. Boys, I told one of my homeboys that a couple years ago we had a debate. He's like, "Man, black people don't get sunburned." What? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They ain't she tell you about food. that.
1: Yeah, you guys can you can even get sunburned. Like, who said black people don't get
0: sunburned? Like, on burn? All right, whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna move on to another piece of our uh our, our podcast. We're gonna kick for y'all. We got the drink of the day. You know what I'm saying? Uh this this go round, we kinda little delayed just because it's a it's a different day than we normally do. It um I was able to throw a little photo out there on the Instagram, on the uh on the Facebook. Wherever you can find us, I threw my drink out there. So I'm drinking on a little uh, Barbados rum, you know what I'm saying? Representing, uh, okay. giving a little shout out to uh, Rihanna and them. You know what I mean? So okay, Barbados okay. Slim, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was like, hello, hey, you know I'm, hey, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? Umbrella, all that. You know wow. what I mean? So Fendi, Fendi Down drink. I got the Fendi rum. You know what I mean?
1: So I'm like, I'm okay, out here okay. doing it
0: up. Got a little rum and coke, you know what I'm saying? So I kept it on the Barbados tip. So what you drinking on?
1: Man, honestly, man, like great mind thinking like Cause I'm drinking on some coconut rum, okay, um, with a little All splash, right. a little splash of that uh lime seltzer. You know, a little uh-huh. coconut rum lime seltzer. You know what I'm saying? So cheer. Like I said, um, it's corrosion. It's called uh, okay Karusian, Karusian rum. Okay. So yeah, my uh my son-in-law, um, his his family's from. I want to say Cro. No, no, no. They ain't Croatian. Um, he from the island somewhere. <laughs> Croatia, for sure ain't there. Yeah, yes, like that I know it ain't, ain't sure there. Croatia. <laughs> but um, every time I think about it, I hear Carousian, I'm like, no, that ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So he he from the island, and his um, his mom put us on this on this Corusia rum. Man, it's it's real. It's smooth. You can drink mm-hmm. it straight. Okay. You know. But um I drink it like you know, so I said, a threw little, a little silts in there. Gotcha. So to, to make it a little give it a little kick, a little gotcha. fizz. You know, gotcha. I like a little fizz in my drink. Yeah, got it. You know, so yeah, that's t- what we're doing, man.
0: Gotta tickle the nose a little bit. I feel you. you yeah, know yeah. Saying? You know what I'm saying?
1: Ninja.
0: Ninja. Sneak up on you. Okay, me. okay. I feel you. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? I do I do I drink it. on this uh that, that Barbado Slim. That's what I call it. That Barbado Slim every once in a while, you know. So it's okay. actually uh Mount Gay Um uh Barbados Rum. You may have seen some commercials, may see some stuff out there. And I was like, hey, let me go out and check it out. You know what I'm saying? Support support the islands, our fellow uh folks yeah, that didn't yeah. make it all the way to the land. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, stopped at the yeah, island, almost, you know what I mean? mean? So they almost made it, yeah. didn't make it all the way. But so they going actually, back. you know, what I'm saying we're going back <laughs> to help them out a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, Now we gotta but, go um, help them out so uh you know we got our little our little drink so we ready to uh do our thing we'll go ahead and raise a little toast go ahead and toast up you know what i mean got, got yeah. a little something going on oh, yeah, let's do it. For, the, yeah, for the team yeah. Toasting up, making sure uh everything good to go yeah so uh cheers good show uh make sure y'all drinking uh as y'all join it you know what i mean
1: hey all right now let, us, moving know. On. let us know let us know in the in, in, in the inbox what y'all drinking on yeah you know? let us know throw so that on uh on the uh
0: one of that go Mid Catch Up Facebook, throw a uh, throw little comments on the Mid Catchup uh, uh YouTube page and whatnot. So let us know what you're getting into uh while you drinking with us today. All right, we're yeah. gonna go ahead and uh we're gonna go ahead and move on to the news of the week. So Rod, man, what what, what you got on your docket that you wanna that's that's on your
1: mind and you wanna speak about right now? Man, so so I know you heard man living in Florida, man, uh living here in Orlando. Um tragedy that happened yesterday man uh what's today the 26th i think it happened on the 24th um young man 14 years old was on a ride at icon park and ended yeah, up yeah. falling off the falling off the uh, ride halfway down um yeah, yeah. they say that he wasn't secured in the seat and then falling off the ride he fell um like i said he uh died at the hospital um and you know to like he 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 succumbed to his injuries and stuff so you know what got me was man is the video was out there on the internet no not the
0: video
1: yeah so and 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 the question comes up for me is when is when has social media taken it too far because you know i'm watching the video somebody sent me the video and Originally, I thought the video was um, just the, them showing who the boy was, you know, showing the actual piece of machinery. I mean, piece of uh, showing the actual ride or whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch this, you know, to see how the ride is. Well, get further into the video, it's the actual video. Ooh, yeah, you that's know, tough. and you can hear and you can hear the kid fall. You can hear the hear the the kid's body hit the ground. You know, oh, and this man. is disturbing because. We do have a fourteen-year-old in the house, yeah, you know. Yeah, so when you're at a like when you're when you're a parent, man, it's something you don't want to see. But for right. somebody to take this video and post it, it yeah, just shows a terrible. total disregard for you know for for you know mankind first of all, and for these parents, you right. know that had to be that had to be a a a an experience that you know they'll never get out their head. They're never yeah. they're never being checked this you know situation you know right and right. first of all let me say this let me say my condolences go out to the family you know this 14 year old um i don't i'm not sure if they released his name i was looking for his name but right he was a um 14 year old man football prospect you know he was big kid you know yeah yeah um and like i said he looking at looking at the, the photos and looking at the pictures it just i mean looking at I'm sorry the video it just seemed like he wasn't secure. And right. you know, and somebody's of course somebody's gonna pay for this, you know, but regardless of the family and their entitlement and blah blah blah, regardless right. of all that, they're not gonna get their son back. Right,
0: right. You know, of course. That is uh
1: that's the tragedy re- of the situation. Yeah, you know, you can't replace that man. And just so I mean, like I said, but asking you, man, like so. I mean, what when, when do you feel like social media goes too far when it comes to um things like this
0: well i mean me personally i am not the watcher of videos that have you know people you know jumping off of stuff breaking bones bad falls and all that other stuff that is not my day because then i can feel it like every time like it's you know what I'm saying i walk away from those things with my leg hurting or you know what i'm saying i'm like you know feeling cringe worthy for the rest of the day on those type of things and uh, that's not really my bag. So um, dealing with something like that, um, I feel like social media is going to take it as far as it's allowed. Like, I don't I don't think there's a limit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had those videos, I think, back when we was younger. They had those, like, VHS joints that was, like, Faces of Death I think That's what it was called. And it was just, like, showing different videos of people dying in, like, car accidents and stuff like that. And it was, like, that was never anything that I got into. But that stuff that people have been doing forever. It's no different than driving on the highway rubbernecking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It causes other car accidents cuz people want to see what happened in another car accident. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's bad that that's it's just pretty much that same type of deal of rubbernecking on the highway is what's happening on social media cuz people just want to they want to see the accident. It's just like watching football, it's just like watching car racing. People wanna see the collision. They it sucks that it happened. I hate when on NFL games when they show somebody get injured and they say, we're gonna show that replay 20 times. It's I I'll be like, I don't wanna see my man yeah. leg get broken half 20 times. Like, but they gonna keep yeah, showing man, it. I, I usually I usually look away or change the channel until I know it's over because that's not really my thing. Yeah. But they showing it for a reason because people be watching it. So I mean, yeah. it's one of those things I think it's just a part of the society that, uh, you know what I'm saying, that people are on. They, that's just what it is, and it's just moves to the social media part. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, those same people, you know, you got those same folks that have been in car accidents in a sport, they get injured in a sport, or whatever. They got parents, too. It ain't like their parents ain't parents. Just because they older, they still got to live through and look at all that stuff. Somebody getting paralyzed on the football yeah. field. They got to look at that. That's
1: now, over like and that, over again. Do, you know what I'm saying? I, do so, feel like, I don't know. I feel like tragedy that's gone too far you know, um, even with the football players. But, you know, something to this magnitude of, like when you play football, as a football coach, you know, when you play football, there is a risk involved in playing football. Right. You know, whether it's breaking a leg, whether it's breaking an ankle, you know, mm-hmm. there was a risk on riding this ride. But right. at the same time, this attendant and this company is responsible for bringing you back down alive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you are supposed to come out of this alive. You know, this is for thrill seekers. I don't ride the type of rides anyway. Um, and a lot of times the attendants are I don't really think they're qualified. You know, it's a lot of times you just pushing buttons, you know, going through the motions. A lot of times you get to the point where you're redundant and you know for example being in the military and airborne you know there's a certain process they go through on packing parachutes right you know there and it's and they don't deviate from that and the process is you know the process you don't change that process you don't if something's not if something's out of whack on that process they don't jump they don't jump right until the process is back in order you know there's a process so when you are redundant or i mean when you're caught up in a redundant situation or when you're not being trained to that level of like for example watching the video the last thing the girl said in the video one attendant said to the other guy are you sure you checked it Mm -hmm. you know and first of all at this point it's too late for that right you know, it's too late for are you sure you checked it? Are sure are you sure you checked it should have came before this thing went up? Are you sure you checked them all? Right. You know, that's the question that should have came up, right. but not at a point to where somebody loses their child and oh by the way, did you check it? Because right. you know, we at we are a society that like I said, we get into a rhythm and you expect everything to go right. And a lot of times things don't go right, you know, and a lot of these people don't understand, especially young, young folks, young folks, thinks, you know, and I can't say all young folks so don't get everybody who's young, don't get mad at me. um, But at a certain level, there's a sense of entitlement. There's a sense of, you know, this is how this is going to happen. And, you know, we have to, you know, we go with the flow of things, right? you know, and somebody, somebody of experience, somebody of higher i guess process level i should say should have been checking the checker you know like i believe in checking the checker so me as a staff sergeant in the army and we go to war i gotta check the checker you get what i'm saying so right. if there's if my soldiers if my soldiers have are they locked and loaded you know and we're in formation, and I'm walking through, and I'm checking, and making sure that everybody's locked and loaded. Everybody's, you know, and I, I gotta check the check. I gotta check the person that's checking, you know, because right. we get into a situation where we downrange, and oh, by the way, Private Private Emory Jones and forgot his magazines. He's right. in a situation now, you right, know. Right. He's he he's in a situation to put everybody else in jeopardy. So. I said to say this, you know, at this level, you know, just the attendance at a lot of these attractions are younger adults that just need jobs, they just need to make money. And I understand everybody needs to make money, but there also has to be somebody to check the checker in these right. situations, you know. Totally understand.
0: So, I mean, that's always uh that's always a thing that um, it's it's just setting up a company. Uh, environment where that's a mandatory action and you know it's it's uh people that become complacent in what they're doing and, and that's tough that happens in all walks of life you know people get complacent they've done it a million times you know that you could add a person that has been working the summers there at whatever uh, amusement park for the last three four years and they like all right i know how this round works i know what's going on I do, do the thing, slap, slap here, check here, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And this one of those things, you know, and, and I'm not making an excuse, but I can see how complacency uh, comes about. Yeah. Being in the military, you want to, they try to limit complacency by, we're going to drill this in your head over and over again. And like you talked about. Having three levels of redundancy where it's, hey, this person's gonna check you, then this person's gonna check you, and then I'm gonna come by and nah. check you, and then you check your battle buddy, and then check the other battle buddy. And it's like so you they just that's a part of the environment that they create, which like I talked about, you know, we talked about last episode. He was talking about uh, you know, like sexual harassment and things like that in the in the workplace. It's an environment that has to be built. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's and and those are things where those environments in in the civilian world aren't built as much as it is required in like the military ranks or DOD or in the government. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just yeah. not required as much like, hey, I did my little check the box for the one year, you know, what I'm saying the one year training, check the box, had the people sleep, you know, other people eating donuts. Ain't nobody worried about it. And then we put keep pushing because we got to go make money. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a different, uh, it's a different thought process. And
1: that's why, and then like you know, being in the military, we know, for example, um, falling asleep on guard duty is a federal offense. You know, not
2: good.
1: And it's it's that way because of the ramifications that can be can happen from you falling asleep on guard duty. I mean, and like I said, when I was in Afghanistan, I mean, I can't tell you how many times. They've caught soldiers sleep on guard duty, you mm-hmm. know, and it's only a matter of time before, you know, Taliban whoever breaches because okay these you know these these cats asleep, Right. sleep you right know, in in a guard tower. So and like you said, it's but a lot of times it's the generation, you know, a lot of times it's younger generation. That's it, it, a lot of the soldiers. At this generation, didn't come into the military to fight for their country.
2: Right. And I understand.
1: I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of them just came in and get that get their college money. They was promised to, you know, a hope and a dream. And a lot of them wasn't expecting to go down range. Right. So when right. they go down range, it's like, oh crap. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's man. And that so that's what I want to talk about today, man. I wanted to definitely um kind of speak on that. And 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 give a little, um, you know, just um, give a little, you know, outline on how I felt about that situation.
0: Yeah, that was that was a really tough one. Um, for myself, I got some a little, little lighter, little, little more, uh, little light on the table. You know, we didn't want to stay in the deepness in the deepness of that. You know, and like I said, condolences to uh, to the family and whatnot that lost lost their uh, their child. But um I wanted to bring up uh male birth control man. I I saw this thing online it said male birth control uh 99% success in mice. And uh it's like a pill, like they talking about how the male pill and whatnot throw the pop pill, boom, you good, right? But this is my question, yo. is it weird that mice balls is the same as human <laughs> balls? Like, I'm just asking you, isn't that strange? Is that weird that they like 99% that mice balls is good than like human balls and they the same thing? Like, I mean, that's what I, I mean. I just thought that was odd, right? Like, we run it with the mice joint. I'd rather have had like a monkey do it because it's like, all right, well, cool. You know what I mean? At least they did like arm, leg, mm-hmm. some, thumb, some thumb stuff. But they said mice balls and that's what they're testing on and that's close to human balls. So, what do you think about that? I just thought it was
1: weird. At <laughs> first of all, that caught me all the way up, I, I mean, I all thought it was strange. I thought that's weird? I never really thought we were going to have a conversation about mouse balls. And, but because <laughs> you really can't, if you, get a, if you get a girl pregnant, you can't be like, hey, we'll work on the mouse balls. Hey, so you know what I mean? <laughs> Be like you like a mouse could that can't did it. Be, Yeah, that can't be your excuse. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, right. Mickey, Mickey ain't get a chick pregnant. You know what I'm <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. means.
0: Like, I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. am, I, am I supposed to be like, oh, I'm gonna try that product? It worked on mouse balls. Like, I don't know. Like, what is that? Yeah, what does that mean? I don't get that. Like, I would have cut that out of the article. <laughs> that I it they on ninety nine percent of mice. I don't know what that. Yeah. means. was like, "Hey, nothing was nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. What I don't know, meant. man. Like, but I was just, "Hey, you know, I'm so trying to
1: figure it how out." Does it, how does this pill work? Do you pop it? Like, is it is it daily pill? It's, I guess it's, pop- it's more.
0: It's supposed to be more or less like the female pill. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to kind of uh cause the reduction of, you know, what I'm saying sperm produced or whatnot from, from the testes and then uh then you just go out there and do the thing and then it says like after four to six weeks if you stop taking it well this is based on mouse balls so <laughs> after four to six weeks the freaking uh you know the mouse was able to get busy again and produce some little micey mice so I guess it works on it'll work on humans. I don't that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know what that means. Like does so I'm I don't know. Question.
1: You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm a firm believer. <laughs> I'm going to let somebody else try things out before I test it out. So somebody going to come to me and be like, dog, the mouse ball peels work. <laughs> Somebody's somebody going to be like, dog, the mouse ball peels. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's why I, I saw the article and I was like, yo, this is confusing me because am I supposed to believe in mouse... Balls, like, I mean, is that is they, they equal? Like, so you know, I don't know, but I thought that was, I mean, you know,
1: Disney is the happiest place on earth. <laughs> so they
0: gotta, just, M- Mickey they must have been mouse. on the joints, he must have been on them joints yeah. for a while because I
1: ain't no little yeah. mouses running around, yeah. Now. It ain't no little Mickey <coughs> Mouse. I, I don't know, bro. I, I ain't taking them, I'm gonna tell you that now. <laughs> just gonna tell you that, keep it real, you know what I'm saying? Until yes, so they tested them on gorillas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going Until on. Until you so, test on the silverback, I'm not yeah, there. I'm here. Like, yeah, you know, so, uh, you know, yeah, so. I thought that was
0: interesting. All right. So you, got, uh,
1: you, got any, <laughs> you got any other ones, man? I was like, hey. Oh, yeah, your boy, man. We talked about your boy last week. Are you talking about that one dude? Pete, Pete Davidson. Oh, Pete
0: and Yay? No, talking no, about I'm Pete, about and Pete
1: Davidson. Pete Davidson, he got my girl is a lawyer tattooed on his finger. Talking about Kim Kardashian. Yep. So, first of all, let's keep it real. <laughs> She's going to have another man soon. So, <laughs> he okay. will be fired quickly. So now, yeah. So, now you're stuck <laughs> with one criteria of female to date. Every female you date got to be a lawyer from here <laughs> <your> on <laughs> I'm like, yo, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Hey, why would not you tattoo my girl as a lawyer like, Hey, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Can us keep it one hundred. Right, yeah, okay. we boys, I have known you for a long time. Yes, sir. We'll keep it one hundred. Yes, sir. Kim Kardashian must get that five. <laughs> it gotta, it gotta like, be. It gotta,
0: it gotta look, be five. look, look, look. The thing is, right? I, I, you know what though? I don't, I don't know, I don't know because all the people, like if you go ahead and go down the list of the people, they crazy. Like all of them are not well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if it is because the people gotta that be we higher. have known, they're not well. They were not well before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I they don't know, well. man, because you got. Like, yeah, he wasn't
1: well. You, you got Kanye, you got Ray J. Yeah, Ray J you you got ain't got well. Ain't huh? well. But then you got, what's the dude, the basketball player? Um, Chris something. Yeah, he got up out of there, Chris Humphrey. He got up out of there. Yeah, Chris Humphrey. He was so, like my not thing well. Is this. But yeah, because even they, even their father or their stepfather, so yeah, not well. Family. That's what I'm, I'm saying. saying let, let, let's talk about this while we on this subject. <laughs> <laughs> How do you turn into a female, but then you date females? I don't get it. Like the way, you turn look. into a whole female, but now you got a girlfriend. Like my girl got a girlfriend. Like, what the my, hell is going on?
0: It's like but my question. My question is: uh, Is he still straight though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you what do you call it? What do you? Call he got it? a girlfriend. He a lesbian. How? You- <laughs> but is he a lesbian though? Because he. Because I mean, like, if he got his, ju- hey. if he went
1: through the whole surgery. Hey, listen, listen. listen Did he listen, go through the whole listen, surgery? Listen, listen, you was a man. Became a female and then became lesbian because you like females. I don't understand the concept. Uh, the concept look, out there is I don't know. Maybe trying to play to figure, dress up.
0: I ain't trying to figure it out, man. Do. He could I mean, he could have saved money and just been a cross dresser. I don't
1: know. Like, it could have been cheaper. Yeah. I don't if know. Now your kids don't know if they got a two moms or a dad. I don't know. I'm off. Like, man, right. whatever. Hey, it's like, fine. yeah. So anyway. So I, Pete Davidson, I, I, days his his numbers his days are numbered. Right, first right. of all, because he don't make enough money. That's the mm-hmm. first you know thing. SNL don't play that like, well.
0: They don't pay that well.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he did with billionaires. Like you know, what I'm saying. Got like it. if you get all the Kardashians and a and a uh, Jenners together, they billionaires. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you yeah, gotta got to get it. your get your mind right. And he 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 like three days away from being unemployed. So. You know what I'm saying he at least he, that's what he, like he looked like
0: all the time. That's yeah, like his regular like, face. He looked yeah. like he three days from being fired. He like he gets day. a stimulus check
1: every three every three months. I ain't gonna let <laughs> <laughs> like he, he got more money than me. I give him that. No, that's true. Facts. Yeah. You got but more money I don't like any stimulus check though. I'm I'm good. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> 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 Yeah, my man is not
0: uh yeah, I'm, all I can say is that, you know, in that situation, it just seems like uh, they're not, their they're type, their type is not well, you know what I'm saying? It's not been like, man, they going with a stand-up, well-educated, squared away, yeah. like I'm on my thing, like I'm doing my deal, like that's never been a person that you've seen them with at all, all the people, yeah. not well you be like, something's you counseling is needed for every single so, one of them people.
1: <clears throat> so Tristan, let's talk about that since we're on the Kardashian subject. No. Tristan, he tried this chick trying to get him to pay 47000 dollars a month in child support. Gotcha. I'm like, what did this kid eat? And what <laughs> kind of did this kid eat for 47 grand a month? Like, I don't even want to be in that situation. Like I gotta pay. I gotta pay 400 dollars a month child support. I think it's high in the month. So dollars Like what? I, I don't know what they like I don't get
0: that, it. at that point. At that point, right? This is what I'm doing. I'm taking custody of all of them. Like i will be like, nah, so if it could be cheaper for me to take custody, yeah, pay exactly. a pay a daggone freaking basic or something. And be like, I'm on the road, but they're gonna be here at the babysitter. I ain't paying that person forty-seven thousand dollars. I'll pay one person forty-seven thousand dollars to watch my kids. And then they just eat off of whatever. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Like that's insane. The real talk, I'm gonna keep a (laughs)
1: hundred. I'll watch his kids for thirty thousand (laughs) dollars. He going stay. He can go stay in the
0: extra room for like fifteen. Right. Like I was like, all right, cool, man. We good. Drop the kids off. Bro. I got
1: them. <laughs> that's not a you problem. got to Drop off. I go get them. A 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. <laughs> mean, go I'll, I'll, I'll drive
0: yeah. across country. You be like, hold up. Yeah. All right, cool, man. I'll be there, yeah. man. Hey, I may need you know, an extra. My I, taxes I need another it. I, I got these kids. You good? Yeah, you be yeah, like, yeah, like I need right. a, I need an extra G because uh, gas went up. But hey, man, it's good. Yeah, it's good.
1: No, nah, thirty thousand a month, you good, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, cool. man. That's great. Cool. Three thirty some 30, thirty-six 30, 30, 30 million. I mean three point six million
0: a year. Yeah, I'm good. Let's yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I got I got one more for you. I got one more for the news of the week, man. Uh, uh saw this little thing. It said a uh Indiana Senator claims that the that states <laughs> To have control over things and make laws over things like interracial marriage. So I was confused because... Interracial? Yeah, that was that was a thing. And I was like, I was confused due to the fact that I, I thought that was already... I thought marriage between a man and a woman was the thing. And then, like, everybody, you know, the folks is trying to have the, you know, hey, same-sex deal, whatever, whatever. That's a newer thing. Right. But the interracial part, I thought that was already done. Like we did that and I'm mainly the only reason that was a thing it was black and white. Like ain't nobody cared yeah. if it was like Brazilian and Puerto Rican or you know, like nobody cared about anything else. It was just dark and light. Yeah. That's really where they was worried about anything because you could have had an Italian with a you know, Colombian. Nobody would have said anything. They'd be like, okay, whatever but it's really that black and white situation was going on. And I thought that thing was already squared away. Um, But he was saying the states uh, should have the, have a choice in that, like now. And I'm wondering what state do you think would uh, have a law against uh, interracial marriage?
1: Mississippi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mississippi been on this show a lot, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, Mississippi. It's and like, whoever the Senate would be like, what, oh, what? Interracial? Oh, yeah. i for all day. You know
0: what I'm saying? I'm talking two-minute to in Mississippi right now. They canceled it quick. They be like, yo, we far, we changing that joint. I wonder if, yeah. like, you know, if the whole South would just be like, all right, we about to jump through oh, yeah, it again. Yeah, it's,
1: it's like, real talk, right now, Mississippi will be, like, all for that. They'd be like what? Heck yeah, man? that'd be interesting. I, I
0: just wonder, oh, I wonder how many states would, I wonder how many states would do it. Like, it's weird, just because, of course, you got the whole, you know, I mean, it, right now, everybody very separate in their beliefs and don't want to have any type of, uh, you know, what I'm saying, you know, everybody's just working together on anything. So I really wonder what, like, I would kind of, like, want to, like, see, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of, I saw this, uh, this comedy joint that Robert Wood Jr. said, he was like, he was like, if everybody gets rid of the the Confederate flag, he's like, how are we gonna know who the bad people are? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, you be like, well, yeah, hey, man, how like, we gonna what? know? How we gonna know who the bad people, who I gotta stay away from if the if the Confederate flag is True. banned? And he be like, oh, that kind of makes a point. You're like, all right, I'm gonna make sure I stay away from that at neck of the woods if that's taking
1: place. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now you gotta sneak up on somebody. <laughs> so that would be oh, a telling. So I not know, yeah. use a redneck.
0: I yeah, that would that, be a that'd be a standard thing. Is if they do, you know, you'd be like, okay, well, I know I'm gonna stay up out of Mississippi. You know, what I'm saying yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. the interracial. We know that, you know, that's that's a, a a deep dive into the psyche. So you just have those yeah. states that have those problems, and you'd be like, well, I know I ain't gonna be up in there. So it's all yeah,
1: good, yeah. you know. in Alabama. Two places I bet they, that you don't need to
0: be. See, but you know what's funny <laughs> though? I bet they football teams be trash. <laughs> 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 they football teams and they basketball teams yeah. be horrible. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> yes, you can't even say rule tired no
1: more. <laughs> That'd be straight garbage. You be
0: like, yeah. oh man, was, uh, that's tough man. It was like you can't. I mean, it would be. But it's tough, funny because.
1: Cause that's how that's how races are. Races <laughs> are races until they to the black person is beneficial. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So they might be they might be a Dallas Cowboy fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They might be a Dak Prescott fan. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know. What I'm yeah. But that's as far as it goes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of, uh...
0: Don't don't
1: come to the crib. Don't yeah. come to the crib. A little too far now. <laughs> hey hey, quick, real quick. If... Friend of mine, when I was in the Army, it's kind of funny. Um, he was from Library, Pennsylvania. And um, he had never seen black people in probably, person until he came in the Army. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess there wasn't no black people in the Library of Pennsylvania. That sounds like a place so that he, the he, black he, people he, wouldn't visit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 the words have never been said in life. I'm <laughs> from Library Pennsylvania. So he gets to, we were at Fort Seal, Oklahoma. So he gets there, he's my roommate, man. He was just, you know how white people who ain't really seen been around black people, they so, you know, they so accommodating.
2: It's like, hey yeah. man,
1: you know he was just so happy to be around a black person. Well, anyway, long story short, to get to the next segment, we go to the club and he meet this black girl that turned his world out. Like she <laughs> turned his world out. Got End it. up proposing to her, and so at the wedding, his grandmother came to the wedding, <laughs> and so I'm the best man at the wedding, right? Oh, His grandma told me this funny. This is how you knew she was racist, but it was funny that he said, "She's like, she told me, she said, don't be alarmed. I have color people at my house all the time." <laughs> so <I'm> like, what? <laughs> Yo, if you say color, dog
0: <laughs> if you say color, oh,
1: so she told me I have color people at my house all the time, and you know I'm a fool, so I asked her what color. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm like, well, no. what color? <laughs> you know what <laughs> she could do that, but I'm like, man, that is, oh, man, that is yo, too funny. That's... If you know how many black people you in your house, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yo, yeah, you already. That's you know, the crazy. You got more somewhere that you're checking off. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's five right there. <laughs> well, that's, that's you, know hard, five you know how hard. You know how hard my man <laughs> had
0: to fight. To be able to marry that girl, man, that dude oh was—he like he was man. like I, he didn't realize his family was racist. He didn't realize until he was like, "Hey, what? mama, look man. at uh, the Janiqua," tension.
1: and then it was like, "Oh my god, they lost Bruh. their mind." <laughs> the tension in that church, dog, you could check with a knife. It was black people on one side and white people on the other side, and this is like this is like in two thousand, so. <laughs> Listen, I think it was like it had to be Yo, 99, 98, something like that. Yeah,
2: that's but funny.
1: the tension you could cut with a knife in this chest. That's amazing. It, man. That's amazing. And in me coming of, from Chris i I'm like, whoa, law. this is yeah, that's like man. It's like this little this black girl is from a little small town Oklahoma
2: oh, that was still man.
1: a little bit segregated.
2: You know, yep, yep. but she nice. like the, the other
1: side of the tram She yeah, turned him out. He he had his first first taste of mail It was old for him. It was like yeah. it was like it was like Harlem Nights. It was like yeah, Harlem you know, Nights. Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah, sunshine, hey, I ain't coming on Put your mom on the phone. <laughs> on the phone. They ain't never coming home. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh man. It right. is, man, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, yeah it's, it's wild the city, out there. Bro. It's wild <laughs> out there
0: in them streets. Well, all right, man. We're gonna move on <laughs> to the music of the week. I did the deep dive, the dive of the deep, all up in this music game. And uh it was uh it was pretty good out there. It's pretty good out there in the music game. So we had uh we had a good amount of uh Music that had come out, so these are our hip hop releases for the week of March 26th. Okay. So, pretty much goes from the 22nd to the 26th. Had some really okay. good stuff that came out. Uh, on the 22nd, we have my man from Tribe Carl Quest, rest in peace. We got a uh, Fife Dog, it's got that New York Boom Bat, so got some stuff like uh, Buster Rhymes is on there, Red Man's on there. So, they had some really good stuff on there. It was really uh, listen, had good, listen what's up Was a tribute uh no it's actually some of his older um, uh some of the stuff that he oh, did okay. uh solo so it actually has fife on there and um he, he's spitting with some of the guys and it's some nice boom bap new york style you know so it was really good uh you got melt my eyes see your future by uh denzel curry boom bap trap backpack my personal opinion I mean, I heard Denzel Curry, you know, I, I'm not too up. This has actually been a thing where I've been gaining a lot more respect for some of the artists that are out there as I'm going through these new releases and seeing some of the, the techniques and the styles that they got. Denzel Curry with this album, to give you my honest opinion, it was all over the place. As of lyrics and stuff, I mean, he was he was straight with the lyrics, but his production and beat selection... It was so random that it made the album. It wasn't like a cohesive story of what you're trying to do with the album. So it was kind of all over there. Then we got Lado, a.k.a. Malado, 777. Mm -hmm. Straight Trap, Strip Club, Turn Up, Put It On, Be Like, Find a Lady with Legs and backside to do wonderful dances. <laughs> that's what this That's, 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 that's not what not this music role. is. Yeah. It'd be like, yeah. yeah. getting yeah. poppin'. She did have a nice song. Yeah, it has yeah, some nice little songs on there. Yeah. Even though it's You're trap. Even though it's trap. Even though it has some trap on there, <laughs> um, she did have production that had like hip hop elements you know what i'm saying as of using okay. samples from previous songs so it did have a couple songs in there that had some nice like previous samples or previous cadence from songs from the 90s 80s 90s so and there's one okay. on there that i did have for uh one of my selections uh that everybody should get to um you got key Glock uh you know it was it's trap it was a deluxe that came out had like 30 songs on it it was just it was music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got Kilo Kish, uh, American Girl, very R and B, type stuff. So it was out there, just like you should be at the uh, you know, get you some Kim lights. You know what I'm saying, and get it popping type okay. thing. Um, then you got my man Buddy. Now Buddy, that's a buy right there. Super, yeah. super ghetto. Nice. It's a. It feels like it's a mixture of Andre 3000 and Childish Gambino. That's the song. Okay. That's an album right there that I was like, I would get that for sure. Um, nice. You got coffee R and B Jamaican. Got that little reggae like to it. It's dope. You know what yeah. I'm saying. So it, her songs is really nice. You got uh Fana Hughes R and B. That's another choice. Very well done. I was enjoying the vibe that she had for her songs. Uh, Larry okay. June and Jay Worthy West Coast. They was throwing dubs up straight, giving you that '70s '80s funk. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So we had a lot of like almost pure samples from that 70s, 80s funk with a little, you know, like the 80s type of uh piano in there, how they used to do it. Uh really good. And then you got uh Nego there at the bottom, and uh that's got uh Neptunes all over it, Pharrell's on there a few times, push your on there, clips on that joint. So Are they he have some. Yeah, they had some uh they had some good little uh good little setup on there. So I was really uh I was really really happy about um, um listening to that one as well. So uh those were really good ones. Those are the ones that I came out, and then here we go. We got our uh choices for the mid-catch up selections. That five dog 13 songs, my favorite nutshell part two that featured uh Buster Rhymes as well as Red Man on there. Uh, got that okay. lotto 13 songs, good, good deal. That sleep sleep had a sample from do or die on that joint. It was rock. What? I like that okay. do or die, Chicago. You know what I'm saying? So it had a sample from do or die. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'm feeling that. Um, you got Buddy, that super ghetto. My favorite was uh Black Too. Very good concept song. I was enjoying it. Um, like I said, he he got. He was right in my wheelhouse with having that that childish Gambino, that Andre 3000 feel to it. <clears throat> um, you got that uh Faina uh Hughes, that bad bad, really good song. I enjoyed that vibe. And then you got uh Nigo and that more tonight, which had uh what's my man's name on there? Uh Mr. Day and night. Um they had he had a couple songs with him oh, on there, uh, and Kid they Cudi? actually <clears throat> he had a song before that with Kid, Kid Cuddy, but this one has okay uh it was uh taragashi it was like Teragashi duo or Teragashi team or something was on this song which is a more upbeat joint it kind of got in my vibes i was feeling it so um those are the ones that i that i looked at that i listened to that i was feeling a vibe on if y'all see these songs out there hit them up on amazon you know wherever you get your music from but those are the ones that are, of the songs that came out uh this week that i was like hey those are go getters so i really appreciate okay uh all that and those were uh good ones and you should check those out for sure i read
1: i read something on lotto that lotto got a song that's gonna come out with mariah carey coming up. okay
0: nice nice that was
1: she confirmed she confirmed something on um on instagram i was reading that she got she about to do a joint with um mariah carey so that's a legend that's a legendary okay. move, right there. Yeah, that's sure. it, right there. You know, you can't go wrong with a little uh. Falsetto.
0: She be in the she be in the rafters with that joint. So it's I mean yeah, um, yeah. it's it's serious. You know, it, it's really yeah, good no business, doubt. You know, so um also after the music of the day, guys. You know, what I'm saying we've been on here for two episodes. We've been trying to give y'all what y'all can with just us two. But um, and like we told y'all before, we want to make sure that we're putting light on professionals. And we also want to make sure that we're putting music together. We're finding out what professionals do, like how does music touch them, even in their professional settings, even in settings that they're not really um, able to kind of let their light out in there. And it feels weird to be like, yo, I'm about to listen to this Dre while I'm doing some uh, accounting. A little different, but hey, we want to find these people and see what really moves them and pops them and moves them forward. And um, you know, right now we're getting ready to bring in a person I've known for a while. Luckily, uh, he did not take those uh mouse pills, and um I was able to <laughs> arrive. <laughs> I was able to well, arrive. Maybe he did more more <laughs> I, I broke through. I, broke through. That it I broke through, Dave on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fighter, I'm hey. a fighter.
1: So uh yeah,
0: you know, yeah, I mean yeah. you can't verify <laughs> <laughs> so uh but but I want to introduce you know uh you know my blood. This is my pops, my dad, uh retired rear admiral uh Norman Hayes. We're gonna welcome you to the uh podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How you doing today, Dad? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm doing yeah. fantastic, guys. Thank you very much for having me on, on. I really on. do appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to uh, our conversation. Uh, I had a chance to hear everything else beforehand. And uh, you guys are really popping it down, laying down some interesting subject matter. I must admit, <laughs> I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. But, you know, I, I just said, well, I'm going to hang on because I know it's, it's going to be good, whatever it is. So no, uh-uh. Congratulations on your podcast. Great to be able to hear it. You guys are, I think, hitting uh, hitting your stride uh, as you're going forward. So uh, only being your third podcast, this is uh, this is really nice. Get a really nice vibe from it. I
0: appreciate that. Appreciate, I appreciate it. definitely appreciate that. it. Yep, definitely appreciate it. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead, and uh, since I know you a little bit, I do have some questions, but I'm going to go ahead, and uh, I'm going to let Rajim, since he doesn't know you that well, I'm going to let him go ahead and start out with the first question.
1: How you How you gonna put me out? Put me on blast with the first oh, question. You, you want me? You want me to go in? Look, <laughs> like, I can go
0: in. Look, I'll go in. Yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead So, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, pops. All right, pops. Here we go. Um, so <laughs> what? Like, I want you to loosen up. up <laughs> you don't get hit them with the hard hitters. Like hard yeah, hit him with the, <laughs> okay, I, 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 I. Is this good? Good <laughs> DJ, bad DJ, or what? <laughs> What's going on? So here we go. I'm i I'm i am I'm gonna go ahead and start <laughs> off this. So, um, uh, like as you were growing up, you know, what I'm saying, I know kind of like your story of uh, uh of, of moving around a lot when you were younger and things of that nature. So, like during that time, like what was like your biggest influence in music as you were growing up? And I know you were touching different parts of the country and things like that. And you could elaborate on kind of your, a little bit of that background of you growing up and, and what was like the music that, you know, if you were in the car and was on the radio, as you were going to another place, like what, what was the tunes that were on that um, kind of gave you a, a good feeling as you were going down the highway and whatnot? Yeah.
3: So, you know, it, uh, You gave a really nice background because, you know, there was a significant difference in the music across the United States, uh, even more so than it is today, because now now music really permeates across. But in the years that I was growing up, you know, you really had music that sort of centered in the South, centered up North Chicago, across to New York, and then music out West. And even though they may have come from artists, there were different songs that really struck a chord in every one of those places. And then there were songs that you never got a chance to be able to hear unless you went to a different part of the United States and heard those songs. And I mean, this was all the way up deep into the 70s uh, when mm. music you know, sometimes never got out of the South where they were popping and jamming down there when you went down and you go like, I never heard that song before and you're listening right. to everything that you could get your hands on in terms of black music, but it never reached outside of that. And right. it, it was really sort of a, a, a different and, and unique situation. But you know, during that period of time, you, know, you always stayed sort of mainstream, you know, because it wasn't until you know, timing and really got big, I'll say MC Hammer, when MC Hammer was selling CDs that he had cut out of the trunk of his car and his music all of a sudden spread because everybody says, hey, man, you got to go here. But MC is putting out and all he was doing was selling them out of his car, which then was uh, the first real instances I remember where an individual was selling stuff out of his car and all of a sudden made the big time and really made a pop. Now, there probably were others before that. But he was the one that really did because he went nationwide and everybody was loving his music. But before that, it really didn't get there because there weren't a lot of people selling stuff out the back of their car, even though they may have been, that really had a solid beat that, you know, transcended across America all the time. There were really very strong and very, very good artists who were, you know, in a niche, and as you went from the 60s to the 70s, you know that music was in that niche, and they were and, and they were confined, you know, to a certain mm. genres. And if you didn't mm. cross that barrier, if you didn't get a chance to be able to listen to that radio station, you may not ever have a chance to be able to hear the music. But so far as it's, in my years, it was always the, you know, that time and through junior high school to high school, and then getting into college. You know, it was that the staples, the staples that were really uh, Black music, you know, and it's like, you know, the Miracles and the Dells and the uh, Stylistics and all of those groups during that period of time were the ones that, you know, you coalesced around. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
3: others popped up, you know, as you started getting into the 80s. And then that music, even though it had acceptance in the 60s and 70s, it wasn't Something that you know really exploded. I mean, you had James Brown getting mm-hmm. on American Bandstand, right? Right, right? That was really sort of unique, or on the or the Ed Sullivan Show, or the uh, or the uh, Supremes coming on the Ed Sullivan Show, and that was like, whoa! This is you know, at, you Big know, time. everybody, every black person in the United States was watching TV that night because that was unusual oh. to have a nationwide show where black uh, entertainers had an opportunity to perform. So, you know, we were in that that place as it moved along and mm-hmm. and and that was sort of a, a time of explosive growth of black music, and it really crossed that barrier that had sort of been there before, even though hey, people love you know music by black artists, it didn't really cross the whole barrier and right. and it really started making a difference and I will tell you that hip hop music was one of the things that just drove a semi truck through the barrier, you know, and and, and I remember I was uh, in the store one day. I was, I don't know, I was probably in my 40s or something like that, and uh, and I'm and I'm was standing behind uh, a couple of ladies. They were in line. They were white ladies in line, and uh, and and they were about my age. And one of them said to the other one. She goes, you know, cause on the there was a magazine on there and, and the picture on the cover of the magazine was uh uh kid and play was on the on the cover of the magazine. Mm. And she looked over and she goes, Oh wow, kid and play. Man, I love them. They are freaking awesome, wow. baby. She dances their music all the time. And and that's sort of, I'm gonna I was sort of surprised. I said, What? You knew about kid and <laughs> and you were dancing to the music. So you know internally, I went like, "Wow, that is really unique." But that music, you know, was was almost a a uh, a, a rebellious kind of music. Very right? rock, that, very
0: rock and rollish, and yes, how right, it, 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 it came it, about. was
3: rebellious and were, and it, and it and it and it you know it touched a huge portion of you know the alternate population of music, you know, those others that you yeah. sometimes wouldn't think that they would be interested in that music to the degree actually were. And so it was that hip hop, that music that started that, that, that rhythm that everybody mm-hmm. all of a sudden mm-hmm. found something, whatever they ended up finding in that music and allowed right. them to be able to say, yeah, I'm crossing that barrier because that appeals to me. It touches me. I love right. dancing to it. I love the way yeah. it has that heavy, heavy beat on it. And, you know, yeah. and it, it gets yeah. into in, into their system. So a lot of that, I think, is 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 really part of it. And 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 that's the the time frame in which I grew up. And yeah. mm. uh, as I was going so, through those, those formative years. So, you know, back in the day when I was eight years old, just a quick quote, when I was eight yeah. years old and we go on the weekend to the to the center, as we called it in Las Vegas, you know, and it was a rec center and they'd yeah. have dances going on there playing music. And uh, and that's where everybody went in on you know, Saturday night and we went and did nothing but dance all night long. Music would just continue playing. Boom, boom, boom. And everybody just danced mm-hmm. until they couldn't dance anymore. And then they went home, you know, all sweaty. And uh, and so from that, you know, was the sort of the beginning of really getting into music. That's my first real you know, process of getting into music, listening to Little Richard, listening to whoever was during that time frame. You know, James Brown was huge, you know, uh, and those mm. were the ones that sort of continued to pull me through that that whole thing until we ended up, you know, getting into college and the things. Right. We did right. Work. So um mm.
0: so being, uh you know, uh, being a naval officer uh, in the field that you were in, knowing that, you know, um, just being an officer in general, but then also being in the field that you were in, it was very limited. I mean, we talked about this very limited amount of melanin that was happening in those areas. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was very light in those areas. Um, So, like, you know, being one of the only black officers in in, in your career field, um, do you think that affected, like, the listening of certain amount, certain music and things around your coworkers? Like, because I know that, like, hey, if I'm at work and, and I get in a vibe and I'm about to do like some admin stuff or something like that, it's di- it's a little different now. I may be able to pop on YouTube and my coworkers will know what the music I'm talking about. Shoot, I got younger coworkers that'll be like, that's old, this is stupid. You know what I'm saying? I'm the old man now. Right. But it's like yeah. at your time to be able to like, hey, I just want to feel comfortable and put the work in and I'm going to jump on this, you know, computer type, right? Whatever was happening at the time and go like hey i want to i want to get in a mood to be able to work or relax or whatever and i happen to be at the workplace was there a situation where you had to kind of change morph what you would really listen to around people no uh, you know and
3: that's a really good question that's really thought a uh, thoughtful question Lofton. Uh, which is surprises the heck
0: out of me but just oh, <laughs> look at that hit me with the low blow come on man come on man. hey you know I the am show? I can't help it you can, you can say that me. you can say that not on the show but you're gonna put it on the show now come on come on now <laughs> <laughs> you know I love you son I love you okay just always remember
3: that I what I, say. I love you
2: okay? <laughs> (laughs)
3: so no no i'm just just kidding but you know but it is that's a great question because you know you're in a in the situation that i was in in my career field as an intelligence officer wasn't very many you know african americans or chinese or you know japanese or asians or or whatever or hispanics in naval intelligence the numbers were really small officer corps and enlisted i mean both sides so you know but the idea of are you going to change yourself because mm-hmm. of the environment that you're in and change the things you like? Or are you going to be yourself and say, hey, those around me, you know, if they respect me, if they, you know, if they like the way I think, not the kind of music I listen to, then do they then accept that music as part of who you are? And I, I sort of made it a, a, for me it was always, I'm always going to you know, play, listen to the music that I enjoyed. And in my life, I went through a number of different iterations. In other words, I, it wasn't a straight line. I just like this kind of music. I, I over time went literally everywhere and anything that felt good to me And I said, wow, I like that. I like the lyrics. I I like the way the sound is. I like the way the beat is. Then, you know, I would say, wow, maybe I need to listen to more of that. So I didn't stay static in what I was thinking in in my music selection, but I never Mm. moved away from my roots in music, always in black music, always looking at black artists as part of it and, and knowing that that's where my roots were located. And that stayed with me, you know, throughout my life. But I would move in during that time, I would move to different genres of music and say, wow, I sort of like that that artist or I like this particular artist. And they may be something way off and, uh, uh, you know, to the left or to the right or, you know, uh, lower upper. It didn't make any difference. But I never when I was listening to music uh, and I was doing it like, hey, let me throw some music on uh, in my office or, you know, in the space. And would say, "Well, I'm not going to play this kind of music because the people around me may not like it or understand it." Uh, that that wasn't for me to do. You know, that was wasn't something that I sh- I thought that was necessary for me to do. It was like, "Hey, this is the music I like. This is the music I'm going to play." And I never did that against anyone else. And saying, "Man, what the heck are you playing? Turn that mess off!" I would never say that to anyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. disrespectful, even if they were junior to you. You right, know, right. you might walk up and say, "What is that?" What are you listening to, son? You know, and and they go like, Wow, I never heard that before, and I hope I don't never hear it again. Keep playing, you know, walk away. Yeah, yeah, Uh, you know, and because you want to respect who they think they are, who they feel that they are, and what motivates them to get things done. It's not trying to motivate me. You know, in that regard, they're trying to motivate themselves by what they're listening to. And I want to wanted to try to be able to say, okay, I'm going to be wide enough in my thought to be able to say, Hmm, wow, that's really interesting, man. I didn't know the Wiccans had music, okay?
0: It's okay, got it, Yeah, you know, as yeah, part of it. Yeah, It yeah. 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 No, yes, man, may turn you into a frog. You don't know what's happening over there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly know. right. You
3: don't want to be too <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you be, you, you be riveting around here. Rivet, ribbit, rivet, ribbit, you know? <laughs> What happened to the boss? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, you, yeah, you're missing that Wiccan. Uh, you can actually have mouse balls. It may be a exactly right game. You never
2: know.
3: <laughs> well, Stuff shrink up, and you be like, "Oh, I made a mistake, hey, and I don't enough. know if I can recover."
1: Stay <laughs> away from the mouse. <laughs> you really so, want to make sure. You, so, Mr. Hayes. So, yes, sir. You know, being a, so, I spent you know, first of all, man. Thanks for being on my my respect for you and everything man it's, it's 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 man it's incredible that you have accomplished so much in your career I mean in and out the military talking to you I, I've known your son for about 20 years now um you know and great guy and like I said it says a lot for who he is for meeting you you know and, and knowing that the background he's come from um you know I currently and so and, and, I, and, I, and I, there's a question coming so so i currently work well let me say not currently because i just switched back over to to the army side so i'm i'm a cybersecurity engineer for um peo strive for the army now um but for the last two years i worked on the navy side and i worked at um a navy um location here at uh in orlando like i won't you know um you know put a lot of information out there but i worked at i worked at a, at a, a navy installation here in orlando so what i did notice and, you know, it's something that a lot of black people notice is that so they have a hall and I think it's a hall of, I think, admirals. I think it is or some another. Um, mm-hmm. And this hall that we go down has many faces, but every single face. Mm-hmm. And I say maybe 50 to 60 faces on this wall. There's not mm-hmm. one black man on this wall. And it was always something that you know came to mind i'm like man why isn't there not you know one black man on this wall and so you know because i mean being army you know you see a lot of black faces and so i guess my question is with the navy did you ever feel like i mean i know of course you're a minority but did you ever feel like um your accomplishments in the navy were you know i guess achieved at a higher level because of your skin color color like in in a sense of, I know I got to make this happen because I'm black in the navy, you know. Yeah. And I know, like at your at that level that you're at. First of all, you're a very smart man. So did you have a lot of hiccups? I guess is what I'm I guess is what I'm getting at with you, as far as on, on your journey through your career, at the level that at the level that you, that you retired at. Yeah. So
3: you know, uh, I always try to make sure people understand that uh, my journey was was really different than uh, most individuals during and then I talk about talking about the 60s and the 70s and and so forth and uh, and and I went in when I went into the Navy I, I think I had you know you know the, you end up saying you know I got the code you know you know I got the, I got the I got the uh, cheat code and yeah. partially I did have the cheat code just to, because because I, I moved so many places I went to so many different schools I went to so many different schools around all kinds of people. That you know, I had I had to adjust rapidly. I mean, so yeah. I don't know if Lofton mentioned to you, but you know, I went to 24 different schools, all right, when I was growing oh, wow. up. That's kindergarten through 12th grade. And oh, wow. I went to six different high schools, all right. So it that uh so that is uh, uh, quite a number. And yeah, the cheat code was is how do you work inside. The environment that you're in, and uh, and because of all those experiences, it became much easier for me to work inside those environments. Uh, it, it wasn't a a idea of I was able to adapt rapidly to changing environments as I got into them, and you know, and as I came into the Navy, it was no different than you know being in the outside world. The Navy, you know, the the biggest okay. difference in the Navy is is that <clears throat> Um, I would say that the acceptance of me with my peers was, in in most cases, sort of automatic. All right, because if it's one thing that your peers will note pretty quick is that if you're smart or you're dumb. All right, they'll 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 notice that real quick. So so I wasn't a dummy. All right, and uh, and so that came across very quickly. And uh, and so, yes. from a peer perspective, they accepted that they go like, "Oh wow, pretty smart guy," and uh, and so that that works out well. So you know, we got a smart guy in our midst. This is this is good. We can all you know, all of us gather around together and be smart together. Yeah, that's not necessarily how it fits when people are senior to you, okay? Because mm. they go in with a already. Uh, idea of, oh, this is a black guy. He's dumber than I am. All right. They, that, mm. that's that the senior people are senior to you because they don't work with you. Yeah. Every day. They don't talk to you. They just see you every now and again. And their, their total idea is, is that, oh, this guy is actually dumber than I am. They don't even know you haven't talked to you yet, but they, oh, that's the a black guy over there, you know, and it's one yeah. black guy, you know, and there's 25 other officers and that's not in mm. that ratio was about, right, 1 to twenty-five, one to 50, all right, uh, within the intelligence community. So, uh, or, and I mean any minority, (laughs) 1 to 25 or 50. Uh, 1 to 50 is actually, when the the numbers, when you play all the numbers out. So, the idea is, is that the senior people, you know, they have, one, haven't ever experienced having a a black person, you know, or very other, any minorities, and so, When you're in there, the automatic deal for them is, is that, well, you know, if you're in this job, you know, you, somebody gave this job to you, you didn't earn this job. That was the first thing. And and, and no kidding. It is absolutely like that. It was absolutely like that for me all the time. And so, you know, getting back to what part of your question is, is that, yeah, you actually do have to perform at a higher level than your peers, Right. You, yeah. If you're not performing at a higher level uh, as your peers, then you know you weren't going to get past it. You weren't going to, you know, pass the test mm. to be able to do that. Yeah. So, so how Im- how important is that to be able to, to you know, get to where you are when you know to make admiral or whatever the case may be, if that's the goal or admiral or general? I will tell you that every black, Hispanic, Asian. Senior officer, almost without fail, that I would talk to, and ask them about this. You know, they would all—they will always all say the same thing. They were always working harder than their yeah. peers, yeah. in every case to achieve what they achieved. And in some instances, um, you know, timing is everything. So, you know, there was no no one else before me that had had the type of career that I had that would end up putting me in a position that makes it almost impossible not to make flag officer. Okay. Um, And, uh, and so that was the type of career I had. So in other words, I went into many different situations and each and every one of those situations, I didn't try to be black. I just tried to be better than the guy that was before me, all right? That's all, I didn't care about being black. I cared about, hey, I'm better than that guy. And and it doesn't make any difference because I could see coming in the door that, man, that guy made all kinds of mistakes. And I wasn't, Mm. I was, and I never followed a black guy in any job that I had in the Navy. So there wasn't, I I didn't turn over with a black guy in any job that I had in the Navy during my 31 years in the Navy. All right, so i was mm-hmm. always following someone else and you could always walk in and go like wow this guy has really screwed this job up all i got to do is yeah. better than him that's so all i got to do is be better than him yeah. and so when i you know got the cheat code the cheat go just be better than the guy that was there before you and you're going to do great uh because mm-hmm. you're going to set a standard that that guy couldn't set you're going to raise morale when that guy left it in a shambles, or a girl, yeah, right? and I don't think I don't ever never lead a, a female officer, <clears throat> so all guys. So that guy left it in a shambles, and you walk in and you make magic happen, right? So all of those things were in play as I ended up moving throughout my career, <clears throat> and uh, and 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 in doing that, it was really uh, important. You know when you, I don't mean to get off on this, though so I'll be quick. When you talk I'm to good. another black general or admiral, all right, the first thing you ever talk to him about is—I mean, literally—when you get to sit down and you got to have a beer or something, and you start talking, me, say, "Hey, man, how's work going?" And the first thing is that they go like, "Man, I am so tired of going to meetings, and I'm the only black person in the room." Oh man! And and that was—and I'm serious. You'd be like, yeah, man, I went to a meeting. It was 100 freaking people there. And I'm the only black officer, admiral, general, in the room. And you're like, oh, man. And, and, and you just go like, not again. All right? You, oh, you, you, that's the way you feel. Because <laughs> what you want to be able to do is say, hey, there were 10 other black, you know, you know, officers mm-hmm. there. And it was great going up and talking to them. <clears throat> but that didn't always work so well. Because I remember yeah. when there were 10 other or 15 other Uh, black admirals in the room and they're four star and I was a one star and you walk up to them hey how's it going Norm hey you may not know me blah 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 I'm intel guy first blah 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 I'm telling them what I am and they're looking at you because they're a three or four star you know they're big boys and they're sort of looking at you like well that's really nice that you made (laughs) this far you know yeah. Yeah. uh, I, I hope you do well I got other places to go bye That's what would happen with three and four stars because they were in a different mindset. I'll never talk to Lofton about this, but man, that was hurtful. I just want to let you know that was hurtful when you walk up, introduce yourself and they should take an interest because you're just a one star. You're trying to be able to get to three and the three or four star if that's your desire or at least know what the be part of the fraternity. And they would end up sometimes being dismissive uh, or, you know, you would ask him for help. And the and what they would tell you, you know, wasn't worth the breath for them to be able to say it to you. It, it was, it was, wow. it was disheartening in some instances, not being that kind of person that you thought they would be that, hey, you made three stars. What what did yeah. you do? What other things did you do to be able to help you get to that point? And and I amid mean, so many times, you know, their their advice was was sort of milk token, you know, milk toast. You know, it was really sort of soggy. And what What are you feeding me this? Right. And, and I'm not, yeah. I understand why they were that way because of what they had to go through to get to that point. Right. And then when you get to that point, and, and I tell you Lofton and Lofton knows this, I left before I made two stars. I left, nobody kicked me out. Nobody told me I had to go. As a matter of fact, my boss told me, hey, Norm, hang on, hang on for six months, man. You're going to be a two star. No problem. You should already been one. All right. But I found out that as you get more senior, it's not about the job that you do. It's about the politics of the situation on that board. And I said, okay, I don't want any politics. If you don't think I'm good enough, then the people I'm competing enough to be able to make the next pay grade. All right. Then. All right, then let's move on, because now you're putting politics in it. As opposed to looking at the capacity and capability of the individual, and I said I can't, I can't fight that. That's a fight that I, I'm not going to be able to win. You know, yeah. when you know the person that sat on my board, promotion board, sat on my board, came back and told me, he go, hey, Nor, uh, you should have been promoted. We fought like hell, myself and the other, the three star and the two star on the board. Part of that board said no no this is the guy we want. This is the guy we want. This is the guy we want. We not the four-star it was had his person that was also on the same board who was junior to me. Okay. And him say, No, you got it. We're gonna have my no, this is my girl, this is what she's doing, blah 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 blah. And he said, Mm. We tried, we kept, we fought, we fought. We we went through the thing like eight or nine times trying to convince him that hey, we get to choose who we want, you don't get to choose who we want. And finally, uh, and I had worked for the guy. Right. But, you know, all of a sudden he became political because the person on the board, I mean, the person that was, you know, competing against me happened to be working for him at the time. Hmm. And he was like, oh, I can't, you know, it looked bad if I don't make my person become the two-star as opposed to, you know, the person that that they selected was, hey, she's a good person. Liz Train, Liz Train came behind me at Namitzi, the Navy Intelligence, Navy and Marine Corps Intelligence Training Center. So she relieved me in that particular job. I set her mm. up for all of the things that she was able to do. It. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my best, my job. I'm not trying to do anything. Hey, you're, oh Liz, you go come in? Hey, Liz, I love you. We were good friends. I don't hold anything against her. She wasn't sitting on the board, all right. And so Liz yeah. and I were good friends. I said, Liz, you set up. All you got to do is do these things. It's already running, and you know you're gonna be, <laughs> yeah. She. she she took all the things that I was doing. She did them all and like like I said, do. And you know, and, and she had a chance to be able to make flag officer in uh in, in a very unique situation. So uh the idea of of this is is that yeah, there are specific things that go on. All right. They they and and, and if you have good, and I'm just talking because it was all white people, white white people. So if you have good white people, all right. And they'll tell you truthfully, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, I had many senior naval intelligence personnel go like, hey, Norm, before I even got selected, when I was a junior officer, they go like, man, we got the most whitewashed community in the Navy. They would tell you that and said, we're trying mm. to fix it, you know, so, you know, you know, if we can be able to do that, it would be great because they had all of this garbage that was in the past, you know, that mm. they were trying to clean out and try to make it better. And when I came along, all right, uh, they, they saw this person where they said, hey, this is a guy we can promote. Why? Because I had the paper. You know, I had the pieces of paper in my record that mm-hmm. said, you know, back starting when I was a freaking lieutenant, it said promote this promote this young officer to admiral when he is, you know, when he reached that, that uh, level to be promoted. When I was a lieutenant, all right, an 03, that's what my boss, who was a two star and the director of naval intelligence at that particular point in time, wrote on my fitness report. All right. So it started that part. And then every time I had a chance for somebody to say something like that, they said that on my reports. And so, wow. you know, they all of a sudden they said, we found someone that we can promote.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I got promoted in 2008. All right. It's 2022. There wow. hasn't been another black officer in naval intelligence promoted in that period of time. Wow! All right? Not because I'm great. It's because they don't give those officers the credibility. All right, in their in 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 the progression that they have to be able to get selected as they're going forward. They just happen to find someone in me. And oh, yeah. by the way, I wasn't looking to be an actor. I was wasn't that that was not my wow. thing, man. I walked off the street in Indianapolis. All right, went into the recruiter's office and said, Hey, I want to join the Navy. I've been out of uh university for five years. And I said, No, I want to I, I want to be in the Navy. I can't live out in this other world, the civilian world, and work because people just didn't have a clue as to, hey, you work hard, you do good, you're you know reasonably intelligent, mm-hmm. and you just want to move ahead. And I wasn't getting that. I was getting that. Hey, you know, thank you very much. Go sit in the corner, kind of stuff. And I said I wanted to go someplace where it's a meritocracy, you know, where there is some sort of independent review process of how this, how you're working, so I could be able to have a chance to get better. Right. And yeah. uh, and so that's what drove me into the Navy. So you know, I I was a walk off the street guy who made, you know, uh, admiral in the Navy.
0: Great fantastic
1: Man, that's, story
0: that's, that's actually go ahead, go ahead. yeah yeah fantastic story um you know i know we always have conversations about leadership and and development and things of that nature hmm. um and and i just wanted to wanted to hear you know precisely um why do you feel like your leadership for fellow minority soul uh sailors was so important, because I know you were you were in charge of uh, uh, of the uh, Naval Intelligence School and, of course, being on um, aircraft carriers and things like that. You were walking around and you were mingling with uh, a lot more enlisted personnel that may be minorities, yeah. and you just having the rank on, um, you know, gave them motivation and, uh, and you could provide leadership for them. So h- yeah. how important was that for you?
3: That was uh, that was, <laughs> you know, in, in, in some ways I could say that was everything, not only for minorities, but for everyone, but specifically for minorities. Uh, I remember when I came aboard the, the USS Abraham Lincoln. And uh, and I think, I've t- I, one, I think I told you this one often. I think I told you the story. I uh, we were I had to move from Hawaii to Seattle because the ship was located up in Everett, Washington. We came, we had, you know, gotten a car, got the car shipped to Seattle because that's where I was going to be. And then we we're going to drive the car across the United States, I think, uh, as part of it. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and so um, so we got there and uh, we got the, got the car, got it there. I had a whole bunch of stuff that I had brought with me because uh, we flew in to Seattle and uh and we got there we're just only going to be there for like 3 or 4 days. I I drove the car over to the ship because I had all this garbage that I needed to get on the ship because we were going to be leaving for cruise in 2 weeks. And uh so I had all the stuff we you know pulled up uh, to the pier and usually you can't drive out onto the pier, all right? But if you ask and you tell them who you are, you know they'll say, "Oh, okay, yeah, we'll let you out on the pier, take your car out there and you can be able to unload the car." So I uh so I pull the car up next to the to the brow to be able to get up onto the ship and and uh, let the guys know that I had uh, uh you know needed to get some stuff on board. So here's the the, the the just so I'm trying to set this picture for you. So I'm there at the car and a couple of uh, black enlisted guys come off the ship and uh, and 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 they go like, hey sir. Um, what's going on here? You know, cause a car is on the pier. This is not, it's really unusual. And I said, no, no, I'm the, the new uh, ship's intelligence officer. And I'm just trying to unload some stuff. And they go like, oh. And one of the guys said immediately, oh man, we got a black officer coming on the ship. Do <laughs> You understand that just having, they, it was no black officers on the ship. Wow. Okay. All right. None. Not even junior officers were on the ship. There were no black officers on that ship when I arrived. That's and just they said, we got a not only a black officer, we got a commander. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. Wow. So I was a commander at the time, and you know, and the and the ship's captain was a captain. So he's a captain. And I was a commander. So I'm one rank below him. And and so they then said, shoot, you know, that's awesome. That encouraged them just by having some sort of role model. Mm-hmm. All right, on that on the ship now, you know, so they could be able to say, "Hey, you know, you understand how things are going, how this is happening, what we need to be able to do, blah 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 blah." And you know, and and that was a game changer just for them, you know. And then you know, you had opportunities to be able to see them in the passageway, ask them how they're doing, what's going on. Hey, you ever ever have any problems? Make sure you let me know. I'll work with you. And just by having an advocate on the ship that they felt that would understand them was vitally important wow. just to be the guy, you know, that they could be able to go to. In my group of uh, intelligence specialists and photomates and cryptologists, I mean, I this is the group that was under my command, if you want to look at it, um, as part of it you know, all of the African-American, Black, Hispanic, you know, Asian, you know, they they knew that, hey, they had a a kindred soul available there to them. Mm -hmm. And it was imperative upon me to be able to build the environment for everybody so that they could be their best. And, And if you don't have a person of color, right, that is looking out for the interest of the people of color and for everybody. So, Mm. and and the key is, is that I didn't have to do anything super special for the people of color. Mm -hmm. I just had to be what fair to everybody that in and of mm -hmm. itself was the most important was what most important thing. I found that out. I go like, Oh, wow. All I got to do is make sure I treat everybody the same. Yeah. All right. And then opportunities will present themselves for everyone
2: mm-hmm. and be
3: able to mm-hmm. find it. And always trying to be able to say, hey, look, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I tell them, I say, I'm looking for the best people. I'm looking for those people that really want to excel. If you want to mm-hmm. excel, you will have opportunities to excel. Yeah, that's all it takes. But you have to want to excel because I can't just give you something, all right? Mm -hmm. But I can sure say that person wants to excel and all I have to do is then I can push things for you to excel at. Right. Mm -hmm. All right? And that's what you want to do. I want to excel. Hey, I want to excel. I can give you examples of young kids that wanted to excel. Seventh Fleet. Seventh Fleet, I had a young kid come on board. Uh, This kid was, he was scary smart. I'm not kidding you, scary smart and hey he made a decision hey i want to go as far as i possibly can as fast as i can and i'm willing to put in the time to do it he came on board and he uh he was graduated number 1 in his intelligence class if you graduate number 1 in your intelligence class you know you're a, you know and you're an e2 getting into school uh you walk out the out the door of that school as an e3 you don't take no tests or anything you're number 1 in the class How you awesome. got to make it the- Get, get one pay grade right up, bam! So he comes in as a he comes to the ship, Seventh Fleet in Japan as an E three. Now yeah. let me tell you the way this all works out. Six months later, he was an E five. All right, so bam. he went from in in he had only been in the Navy like about a year. So he went from E one to E five because. There's a certain thing in there. Hey, you do this. You can take, as soon as you make E3, you get to take the E4 exam. You got to understand? You make E3, next exam cycle, you can take the E4 exam. All right? So he goes, he takes the E4 exam. Oh, you're an E4. All right? You make the E4 exam, you go like, wow, okay, so you're going to be eligible for the E5 exam, okay, because you E4 exam. So he goes like, study, 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 work, 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 work. Get with the chief. All right. Get with the E7s, E8s. Hey, how we do this? What's going on? Being very aggressive about it. Bang, 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 bang. Pass the E5. Smartest. Smartest was my smartest kid. I go like that kid is on it. Wow. All right. He crazy. was on task because he said, oh, you mean if I pass these tests, I'll get it? Oh, yeah. You have to. We, it waves the time and grade. Okay. Because they've just waived the time and grade. And then they have to waive the time and grade again so they can make you eligible and if you pass a test and you t- they waive the time and grade again. So he had been around, grand total, I guess, by the time he got to put on the E5. Right. 18 months in the eight. He was rolling, man. I was Doing like, the one big thing. The one big like thing. Kid. So, man, so all crazy. you have to do is keep, you know, want to be able to do better. There'll be people that'll be around you to help you do that better thing so
0: hey uh hey hey dad we uh we really appreciate you taking your time uh to come and and hang out with us for this new venture that we're doing i really appreciate you uh jumping out there and uh and hanging out with us uh go ahead
1: Roger. i was gonna say i hit up i hit up a couple of my navy friends man tell them hey i need to log in because the man is on right now. Y'all need to be checking his checking checking. His like, said, we got a one star on. Y'all tripping? I said, I, said, I was sitting there texting. him like, man, hey, my boys are able to log in. I'm we'll log in.
0: But uh, we we really appreciate you, um, you know, uh, coming and hanging out with us. I know that you know you've had a a very interesting, a very adventurous, a very uh, globe trotting life. And, um, you know, we wanted to kind of pick your mind on not only the music that you that you listened to while you were uh, traveling around the world and, and things that you had to uh, as of the music that you did with your work. But um also we wanted to uh, um, understand kind of the leadership perspective and, and the things that you were able to touch people uh, during your career and everything that was going on. Uh, we got I got one more. I got one more question for you. Got to be one word answers and then uh and, and then we gonna move on to our top almost four so this, this we got a a segment that we call respect your debt and it's not talking about the aircraft carrier deck, we're talking about <laughs> <a> tape <top laughs> deck, right so we're gonna respect your debt so i got i got three things that i gotta ask you and it's one word answers whatever pops in your okay. head first okay. you got to go ahead and give it to me so okay. all right your favorite album ooh, oh uh ooh. temptations firefly Temptation Firefly. Okay. okay, favorite song. Ooh,
3: yeah that that's a that that's a hard one. I think respect yourself by the Staples Singers.
0: Okay, respect yourself by the Staple Singers. Everybody that don't know about that, look that stuff up. All right, <laughs> so and then up. finally, <laughs> finally, if you you gotta go, you gotta you have a go to, your go to artist that you are putting on. No matter what, over everybody, who's a go-to artist? Uh, that's going in the day. My
3: my go-to artist is, uh, without a doubt, uh, very easily is going to be Brian Culbertson. He is a jazz musician. I've seen him in live about three times, and uh, and he has some some yeah he has some incredible music. He puts on a fantastic show, and I love
0: listening to him. All right, so we got a little jazz in there. We got a little, you know what I'm saying? 60s. I'll write it down, Brian, R&B Brian on that Colbert.
1: joint. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right, uh-huh. write that
0: down. You may get a yeah. whole different vibe. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> may have the uh have the smoking jacket on with a little bird on. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? The hat. The I got you know, the right? hat. there you go. <laughs> hey, you already right. hit with the tango, you already got the tango on them. So <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, uh, you know, so we're doing that for every guest to come through. We want to respect Good. your deck. What you put in the deck, we want to respect that. So we really appreciate oh, no. you coming. And chilling with us, pops. I uh, love you. You know what I'm saying? It, it's been great, and I'm glad that you were able to be uh, our very first guest on the Mint Catch Up podcast. So I, I, I really, uh, I really thank you, and uh, I appreciate you all day. You know what I'm saying? Hey, first That's black until Admiral, first black guest man, on Mint Catch You making history, <laughs> hey. sir?
1: You making hey, this history? Been big for me, man, for real. Cause I'm <laughs> hey, I'm cyber, and look. But to me, somebody at this level of intel, oh my god, man! Yeah, I wish I had. I wish I had the applaud deck over this side. So since you control, hold me. up, hold up, there we go. <laughs> let me give it to you. He's back. The crowd.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did. yeah you got to
3: play yeah. that back for him again a few times. A
0: little later on, when he's talking yeah. something else different, you know?
2: minute, you <laughs> All right, hey Roz. All right, this up for right. you, I'm man.
0: All right, we really appreciate you. Love you, pop. All right then. Hey, hey peace out, it. my friends. Hey, peace hey, out. Have Love a good one. It. All right. Have then. a good one,
3: one Bye bye now.
0: All right, sir. Man, that
1: thank was amazing, you again man.
0: for having uh, you know, for for my pops coming on again. That's a uh, rear retired Rear Admiral Norman Hayes. You can look him up on the Google joints. He got pictures and everything. You know what I'm saying? Man. So it's legit. He's, He's he and, and you know what I'm saying, like it, for me. It's hard because I can't live up to that. He got his picture in the Pentagon. Like, how am I yeah. supposed to do that? You know what I'm saying? I'm just a yeah. little old me. Well, actually, I'm doing it better. I'm on the internet, son. Like, all right, <laughs> but I don't know. I ain't do all that. I'm just trying to, you know, whatever. All right, so now, Rajim, it's up to you, baby, because I had it last time. It's up to you. You got the top almost four. What oh, is man. today?
1: So listen. So we gonna do the top female R and B. that R and B
0: though. R and
1: B. We ain't going here. Rapper, rappers, last, yeah, rappers last week.
0: I feel like that was a little easy, but R and B, man, I don't want to yeah, touch that with yeah, a yeah, yeah, Twenty foot pole player.
1: So look, and I'm gonna start. We're gonna start from the bottom up. All right, and I know some people gonna be mad, but you starting at four or mad. three. We're gonna do top four, almost four.
0: Okay, all right. Oh, we that yeah. sometimes
1: we'll have four, sometimes we won't. So we got number okay. four. Number four. We're going with Mariah Carey. We're going with Mariah Carey for number four. M- right. you know uh, okay, okay, all right. Feel so, you, Mar- you. The reason why I picked Mariah Miss Carey, man, because Mariah Carey can switch it up. You know what I'm saying? She switch it up, she timeless. You know what I'm saying? When Mariah Carey, you know what I'm saying? Like even Mariah Carey had beef with Eminem. Like what other female who beef with Eminem. And she, and and dropped, she made lyrics on it. You know I'm saying? And dropped lyrics on it. You know what, I'm <laughs> on you know what I'm Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that you know is great. And, and she about, what, 55 or something like that? Still hey, looks, man. She looks, let's go, Mariah. She's still Mariah Carey. You know say <laughs> Give it up for Mariah, man. Let me get. I mean, she, Hold up. Hold up. Let me give it up and ride. Mariah you know what what Gary. You know what I'm saying? Mariah Ryan.
0: Gary. I mean, oh boy, still talking about he want to get back with her. Yeah, he got mean, about 4, 29 baby mamas. And he like, yo, still the he? one. You know
1: what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit too. In the game we canceled the man's show. But <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? The second one coming up. Number from the body, three. Number three was kind of was kind of a toss up. All right. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of a toss up, but. I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her this one, and we are gonna give it to the Queen B, Beyonce. All oh, you know right, all right.
0: Hey, hey. I got a conversation. I got a yeah. conversation we about get, the dang Queen B that we gonna. I'm gonna put that in one of my lists but, next week because we gonna have. Like a quarter, I said, some stuff. it's
1: just it's, yeah, I say I, I say because I look at it like this. Beyonce gonna be around for a while. Yep. You know what
2: I'm mean? saying? Yep, yep, yep.
1: And when we old. On deathbed, blah blah blah. Beyonce gonna be a lady. She gonna be our Aretha. Yeah, exactly. She gonna be our Aretha. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so I give it to her. And like I said, she was on the edge. She was on the edge between, you know, her and somebody else. It was between. It was between Beyonce and Tony Braxton.
0: Is this your All number? Right? Is this a is is that, no, the that number?
1: It was, was teetering. So, but I gave it to her. Okay. Beyonce.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So gotcha. Like,
1: I'm going to take Tony out. Okay, you know Tony didn't even make it? All yeah, right, she, man. Yeah, okay, she, she, I took okay. Out, you know I mean, that Spanish guitar we're gonna go be legit. We're going to go. Number we're gonna, two. We're going to go to number two. You know what I'm saying? Number two. And it's this somebody near and dear to my heart. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I, like I know. Her. I don't know. Her. I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? But somebody got me through a lot. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. generation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm going with Anita Baker. You know what I'm saying? Anita Baker. Yeah. Yeah, cause she was that's calling it. for the rap. Hey, right, Anita, you know? Anita, Anita was what? for real, man. What? Anita's for real. Anita's that's, that's voice, legit. man. So yeah. listen, Anita's voice, it was different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She needed. You She got busy. You know what I'm saying? She got busy. she had some
0: some soul in
1: that. You know, she
0: got that soul. You know what I'm saying? There. So
1: yeah. I gave it to I gave it to Anita. You know hey, what I'm saying? So, Anita's was I gave it to
0: Anita. You she was the she was the Luther Vandross of what? Nah, Anita Baker's. I don't know. Like, they was like the same type of. That was, they
1: was like it. They was it in the 80s. It's a lot of kids. I was born to some need to You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Native Uh, Baker got them. So, so let's go. Let's go with number one. Uh oh. Number one. Is you ready? Oh, I don't know, man. Are you ready? Here we go. What gets me with this person is, man, because I was, and and my girl, she loves her. You know what I'm okay. saying? I, for a while, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. For a while, I was like, "Eh, is she a legend?" Eh. And then recently, I'm like, "So I'm gonna say this." Okay. My girl, number one, Miss Good Morning Gorgeous herself, Mary J. Blige. Let's go, Mary with <laughs> J. Blige. No
0: offense, J. Blah. Look, look, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look I'm just gonna give you the catalog. Look, I mean I feel you. I feel you, but I mean I mean it's it's look look this is look I'm going I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you this this is what I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the argument of like LeBron versus George. So this is my argument, right? Jordan will not have the points. He will not have the assists. He will not have the rebounds. He has the chips. and But then also, how did, when the song came on, when Jordan stepped on the floor, how does it make you feel compared to LeBron? How does it make you feel? Do you look at it and go... Man, that do is it. Or do you be like, ah, he's missing something. So that's what I look at when I go, all right. When you go, how does Anita make you feel when the song come on? Do you go like, hey, that's classic and nobody can do it like that? And then you put on Mary J and do you go classic and nobody can do it like that? Or do you go, somebody can
1: do it better? But she has a vibe. Hey, I'm, I don't know, bro. I'm, That's I'm, I, I'm saying. I, I is she Jordan, no. Jordan
0: or LeBron? I listen
1: to she. She Jordan. <laughs> <Because laughs> I'll you tell you why. First okay. of all, still banging. Let's Got go in with it. Still banging. Got you know you, what I'm saying? Man. and age one. She a vampire. Might as well be a vampire. Let's go there. She's She I a guess vampire.
0: I you always win if you're a vampire.
1: Yeah, you always <laughs> win if you're a vampire. You are going in. You know what I'm saying? Come
0: on. Come on. What? I'm Mary just I look. I'm just putting it out there,
1: man. You, throw, but, you put your, this your list. I'm just hey, playing that then, You know, what I'm saying she got hip hop vibe. She had the R&B vibe. She's you know the saying she, she, she's queen of hip hop. You know, what I'm saying it's like you know what I'm saying she's the she's the ditty of R&B. I mean, you be what like, what man, saying? she's still. Here. Now, I will say this. Much as I love Mary, she can't dance for shit. See,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, let's get, let's stay get, in your lane. Memory. You
0: just like stay in your lane. You know what I mean? Like, hey, that's where she had with she up. with a two step. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, yeah, man, she knew hey. it. She knew the hard hey. two step though. She you knew okay. that. She knew that oh, hip hop oh, two step, not the R and B,
1: not the R and so, B two
0: step. Hey, she two step, hip hop two step.
1: But yeah. on top of that, though, she is um she, like her acting career just took off, man. Yeah. And like I know she's acting for a long time, but she's killing it on power.
0: Yeah, I got um, yeah, she's doing her
1: thing. You know what I'm saying? So I will say, and like I said, it, it is debatable. You know what I'm saying? So if y'all see this on here and y'all don't think that my top four is the top four, hit me with it. Let me know who Hey, let me know who you think, you know what I'm saying, is you know what I'm saying, it got that fire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But well, that's yo, his yo.
0: look, 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 don't yo step yo on yo. me.
1: Make sure you all yo fired. Yo.
0: All shots fired at him. Don't shoot them at me. All shots fired at that hey, dude, hey, it ain't look, me put, at all, though.
1: Somebody put yo-yo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't play with my yo-yo. Yo, yo. Don't try to let me out. Don't try to you let me that? out. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she a
1: rapper, though. That ain't it. Hey, but still, I don't
0: know. I I, hey, I, I know you. one song about
1: yo-yo. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. I but... feel you. I feel you. Well, so I man, hope you saying yo-yo, I'm just saying,
0: <laughs> I saying, well, yeah, something. They better figure it out, man. Don't be putting yeah. comments in there that's just trash and we can't figure it out. Like, Put something in there that hey, means something. Right. And we trying what to J- do what our J- thing. J-
1: what you J- know what I'm
0: saying? saying? Like, sweet morning, <laughs> do it He was like, what? I mean, she from New York, man. How many people in the city seen Sweet Morning do? Ain't it concrete everywhere? <laughs> I'm just saying. Nobody ah, know what's going on. Saying. Nobody Nine. know what's going Nine.
1: on. Nine. But we got Nine.
0: one... I, yeah, yeah, we got uh, you know, so so that was right there. You know what I'm saying? The almost four, almost
1: top four
0: regime session. Oh, so we so, giving it to you. Real quick.
1: My bad, I need mean to cut you up, bro. Almost top four. Oh, he said, oh, he said that. He just said he like to say hi. That's all. <laughs> my bad. Oh, okay. All right, man. Well, welcome. About to my welcome. Like, yo, yo. No, no. Hey, man. No. I, I'm glad that you up in
0: here. I, we really appreciate no doubt, you coming no to doubt. visit. No. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm saying everybody that's on YouTube, all the people that's on Facebook, hit us up uh, right now for this Saturday or this Saturday right now at six p.m. It's a, it's just a once, one time thing. Normally, we're gonna be on Sundays, three p.m giving you all the insight giving you some professionals that are you know what i'm saying giving us their music vibe and what they feel and in addition to that we got you know what i'm saying super duper famous uh daggone author over here so we're gonna give you a little something we got a little commercial for you give you a little something a little vibe that's happening with my man over here rajim so go check this out All right, so make sure you go pick up that book, "Coma," by my man Rajim Huey, right there on the other screen. He go on the other side? You on this side? You on that side right there? Go get that. Join us at Amazon man. and all the places you can get that go on books and all the other jobs. You noble, know what I'm saying? It's a great, before. it's a great deal. Um, you know what I'm saying? Great book, quick read, give you some insight, make you think about your life and all the other good stuff and everything that's going on. So we really you know that. appreciate that you guys have come, hung out kicked it right here with us on the uh, mid catch up podcast we really appreciate you you can find me at Lofton underscore Hayes MKP on Twitter you can find me at Hayes Adonis on Instagram and then you know I'm just on there Lofton Hayes find me well you got to be my friend but you can hit us up on the mid catch up dag on Facebook page so hit that up
1: as well you know what I'm saying? Where can they find you, Rajin? Follow your boy. He's the author on Twitter. He the author on Facebook. He the author on Instagram. Just hey, go find the author, man. He the author at all, my, all your favorite platforms, man. Then you can find us on Mint Ketchup. Check us out. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Man, listen, it's we just getting started, bro. But this is going to the top. And we're going to take y'all with us, no doubt. We really appreciate y'all come hanging with us. We love y'all. Come
0: see us. Make sure you smash the like button. Subscribe. All that junk. Click, bang, pal. All that other stuff. Buck, buck. We're going to throw some gunshots for y'all. We got that. Wow. The, uh, invisible audience loves us. So we're going to Damn. hit this joint and we up out of here. So we see y'all next Sunday, 3 p.m. We gonna be out here. We have another guest that's coming on. It's gonna be uh, we're gonna be here talking about cybersecurity. We're gonna be on here talking about that going uh, Bitcoin and all that it's other going. stuff. So if you want some Man. information about crypto and, crypto, crypto and all that jazz, going. we got hey. somebody that's gonna be bringing that information for you. So I know it's all out there and people don't know what's going on. So we are gonna try to get you all some knowledge, and that's what we on here. And plus, we're gonna ask some questions about, hey, when you cryptoing, what type of music you listen to when you crypto? so we're gonna hit that up we're gonna find that out with some good crypto music so we're gonna find out as well so i appreciate you ross
1: i will see you next week always always and we out. love y'all have a great one have a good one enjoy the rest of your weekend